Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Life Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Life Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. Um, today I'm teaching about certain warfare that every Christian will fight. Amen. If you want to enter into your promised land. Amen. If you want to go into your promised land, there are battles that you will fight, you will face as a Christian. Amen. And I'm glad that God has brought this to us. Amen. And he, we are going to feast on this today. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So I'm teaching about overcoming the enemies of your promised land. Amen. Amen. Overcoming the enemies of your promised land. Amen. The enemies of your promised land are so much. Amen. The enemies of your promised land are such that if you are going to make it to your promised land, you will be faced, you will be faced with challenges. You will be faced with enemies. Amen. Amen. One of the greatest mistakes many people make, including Christians, or I'll say one of the delusions of the enemies is to think that you don't hate anyone, you don't think about anyone, and because of that, you won't have enemies or no one will come against you. It is not like that. Amen. You don't get enemies because you want to make enemies or because you hate someone or you are even thinking of someone. Amen. Amen. If that was the case, many of us would not have what? Enemies. Amen. Amen. So my prayer is that today as I teach your word, God will reveal to you secrecy. Amen. Amen. Will speak to you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, what is the promised land? What do I mean by the promised land? Amen. What do I mean by the promised land? Amen. So the promised land is that good thing that you are expecting in your life. That good thing that you want God to do uh, for you. Amen. The promised land is what God has promised you by his word. What you are counting on God for the good things that God wants to do for you. And also anything, any good thing you want, you desire, you've been praying for. And you are expecting God to help you. That by God, through God, with God, you will attain that good thing. It's your promised land. Amen. Amen. Some of us, our promised land is our ministry. Some is our marriage. Basically, your promised land is that thing. That one or two things that it's left. The moment you get those things, you enter into rest. Amen. Rest means a period where there's no more struggle. Amen. Amen. Struggle is different from warfare. Amen. As for warfare, you forever face warfare. Amen. Amen. Because uh, your peace, people, the enemy will try to distract what? Your peace. And many a times, you must show strength towards maintain what? Your peace, amen. amen. So struggles is different. Struggle is still that you are, is difficult, amen. 
it's not making life easy smooth for you amen, amen. things that make you worry amen limit you amen. amen so to go into your promised land to get into your promised land is to enter into your rest amen is to enter into your rest and all you have to do is now build on it maintain it not to struggle until you get to your promised land to you enter into your rest you are not there amen so you can put it like this you are you are genuine or we are journeying into our what promise what land amen. amen praise the lord jesus Hallelujah. god is good all the, time. all the time god is good we thank god amen, amen. so overcoming the enemies of what your promise what land amen. amen overcoming the enemies we are going to center on how to overcome your enemies and most important to know the enemies of your promise words land amen. amen and as we do i would like us to read a few scriptures amen first scripture i would like us to read, read uh, as foundational scripture is ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9 amen ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9 amen Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9. Amen. Amen. Ecclesiastes 1 verse 9. Mm -hmm. What has been, what has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Amen. So the scripture we read right now said there is nothing new under the sun. Under the sun means on earth. So on this earth, the Bible said there's nothing new. And it said what will happen is what has already happened before so anything that is happening has happened what before the only difference is the manner in which it happens but it's the same you see for example greed greed is not a new thing humans has been greedy from day one mm -hmm. amen. amen broken hearts betrayer is not a new thing <laughs> people have betrayed people before even the days of what Jesus, murder, amen. amen, disappointment, amen, failure, communication, pride, all those things, bitterness, they are not new things, amen. So what is it, what, there's nothing new. What is now or what will be has already what been. So one of the wisdom of God is to learn from the past because it's the same thing that will happen. The same thing that will happen. Yeah. Amen. So look at what Romans chapter 15 verse 4 says. Amen. Romans chapter 15 verse 4. Romans chapter 15 verse 4. Hallelujah. Amen. Romans 15 verse 4. For mm -hmm. everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. Amen. Because there's nothing new under the sun. Because what is happening has already happened. Because what will happen tomorrow has already happened. Someone has done it all. It, uh, it has been done unto someone before. So the Bible says everything that was written down for us in the past is to what? Teach us. Is to teach us. Is to teach us. Is to teach us. Divorce has happened already. And if you don't want to be involved in divorce, you have to learn. What caused people to divorce? What brought about divorce? Please, do you understand? Yes. There are people who never marry. There are people whose life has been complicated that they think they are good, even though they are handsome or beautiful. Why? 
It's all berating that. If you want to prevent that, if you don't want that to happen to you, I have to learn. Mm -hmm. And God has already written down. Mm -hmm. So one of the aspects of the scripture is to show us what will happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Is to show you that as long as you're on this path, this is what will happen. Because in the Bible, you see that those who are on that path, that was their end. Mm -hmm. As long as you're on this path. So listen, don't get me wrong. There is a prophetic ministry. Mm -hmm. There is a gift of the Holy Spirit, which is mm -hmm. word of knowledge or word of wisdom, mm -hmm. you see, which we need, which we must have, which I'm praying for, which you have, which we are working in. But a lot of things as a pastor, I can predict it without the Holy Spirit showing me by the scriptures because it has happened before. Mm -hmm. So as long as the person is on that path, mm -hmm. the end will be that. Mm -hmm. Is it so like, yet last we saw from Hebrews, the people of faith, all of them, their outcome was great. Mm -hmm. So if truly you walk in faith and follow in faith, your outcome will be great. Hallelujah. For, for example, do you understand? Yes. In the Bible, you see the people who betrayed in the Bible, betrayed God and men of God. You see that they are betrayed. All, all of them, they hang themselves. Mm -hmm. Judas hung himself when he betrayed Jesus. Ayutophel hung himself when he betrayed David. Absalom hung himself when he betrayed his father. Hang yourself that you crucify yourself, you, you cut yourself short. So you, you could see if you are walking betrayer against God and the things of God and people. You will see in the Bible people who honor their parents. You will see that they were blessed. Esau and Jacob. Jacob's whole life was determined by the blessing of the father. Sol uh, Solomon only became king because his father David made him king. He wasn't the first son. Elisha, uh, Elijah became, inherited the double portion because he saw Elisha as his father. He couldn't, yeah, he stick with him. So I'm just trying to say, everything that has been written down is to teach us in the past because there's nothing new under the sun. And especially if we can only believe it. So when you see a man who loves a girl, you can tell. Because when men love a girl, there is a way they go about it. When you see a woman who loves a man, you can tell. Because when women love a man, there's a way they go about it. But you tell people, listen, and they challenge you, but eventually they will see it. But by then, it might be too late. You see, when you see people who are highly skilled in the sense of work, you know they work, their choice, opportunity, you know, they will never struggle with work. They will never struggle with work. So it's like, it's not like gimmicks or magic. It is real. And Bible says everything that was written in the past was, I remember there was this young girl, by her behavior, everything, I just saw, I just saw, I didn't see a vision. I didn't hear the word God telling me, but from the Bible, and from my small experience as a father, and once a, one time too, I was also a teenager and a young adult, I could tell that this girl, she's just going to destroy herself. She's just going to get pregnant. She's just going to become a single parent. She's just going to complicate her destiny. I remember the Lord touched me. I called the guy, invited her. I remember McDonald's. I spoke to her by the anointing. I spoke to her. I spoke to her. Before me, she sound convinced, she looked convinced, she even looked regretful. She even later said that she's been touched, but she went back. And lo and behold, within one year, teen pregnant, become a single parent, no father, nothing. You don't need all those drama, because it complicates your life. You see, so you could tell 
Amen. So everything has been what? Written what? Down for us. Okay. So I'm saying this to say that that same way that in order for one to get to their promised land or when one is making a progress or is heading something, there are enemies that come against that man, that person. It doesn't matter who you are. As long as you are going to make your way, there are certain enemies that will come against you, that come against you. The only difference is maybe you wouldn't know the enemy or maybe you will even undermine it. Amen. Amen. So that is why we are going to look at it to show us so that maybe some of us, we are even making progress for us to understand why. Because sometimes your warfare shows that you are making progress. You see, no one, no one throws stones at an apple tree that does not have fruit. When you see that people are throwing apple tree, uh, stones against an apple tree, it means the apple tree is what? Has got fruit and they want the fruit. So if the apple trees understand this, he will not compare himself with the other tree that no one is throwing what? Stones against. Amen. So that I, that my prayer is that God, through this teaching, will open our eyes. Because the Bible says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against powers, principalities, etc. But this is to show us that there is a wrestle. Whether you like it or not, whether you are aware of it or not, many good, I'm talking about Christians, people who love God, who want God, who are faithful to God, that have served God for a long time and they have certain challenges, they've suffered certain things. It is many a time because they didn't realize that they are enemies, invincible enemies. And these enemies work through human beings, Mm -hmm. by human beings. Listen. God can do nothing on earth and will not do anything on earth without human. Mm-hmm. He has made it like that, not like it's limited. That same way Satan and all the demons, they do nothing on earth and can do nothing without humans. Humans are the vessels of spirit beings. Amen. So everything God, everything to God, everything true God by God is by a human being. Amen. It's the same with Satan. So the works of Satan is through a human being. The works of God is through a human being. Apart from Satan using that human being against you, that human being himself can rise against you. An organization can rise against you. Group of people, societies, club can rise against you. All they are all one, your enemies. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I want to show us that be aware of the enemies as we head towards what? Promise that and know them and know what strategy you are to use for each what enemy because all the enemies are not what the same, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, I'd like to really show another two scriptures as our foundation before we take off. Amen. Foundation is everything, amen. Romans chapter 2, verse 28 to 29. Um, the reason why we are going to look at these two scriptures is to show you. That now we are Israel. Whenever the Bible talks about Israel now, it's not by birth. Mm-hmm. A Christian is now Israel. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Romans chapter 2, 28 to 29, please. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Romans 2, 28 to 29. A person is not a Jew who is one only outwardly, nor is circumcision merely outward and physical. No, a person is a Jew who is one inwardly. 
and circumcision is circumcision of the heart by the spirit not by the written code such a person's praise is not from other people but from God. Amen. So he said now a Jew, a Jew stamp Israel, mm. Israel, Israelis, they are one Jew. So he said a Jew is not one of the flesh. Mm-hmm. So now being born by the flesh is no, you are no more because you are Israeli doesn't make you the Jew of the Bible now. But now I say one who is a Jew is born of what the spirit, not of the blood, yeah. meaning of Christ Jesus. When we become born again, we are born in water and of the spirit. Is it so now when the Bible, whenever you read the Bible, you see a Jew or a Christ, uh, an Israel, it's not talking about the Jewish people as you know as a nation, mm-hmm. but it's talking about followers of Christ, the born again. So you say a Jew now is not of the flesh, but of what? The spirit. Um, you need to, we need to get this so that as we look at it, you don't think ah this was meant for that nation. No, mm-hmm. it is meant for you. So look at the same Romans chapter mm-hmm. nine, verse six to eight. Amen. Amen. Romans, it is clearer there. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter nine, verse six to eight. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Romans nine six to eight. Mm-hmm. It is not as though God's word had failed, for not all who are descendant from Israel are Israel. So not not all who are descendant of Israel, Israel. Not all who are born as Israelis are Israel. Why? Continue. Mm-hmm. Nor because they are his descendants. They are descendants, are they all Abraham's children? So the fact that you are born as an Israeli or you are a descendant of an Israel does not make you an Abraham, uh, Abraham's son, does not make you Israel. Mm-hmm. So what make one Israel now? Mm-hmm. On the contrary, on is, the contrary, rather, uh-huh. yeah. it is true, Isaac, that your offspring will be reckoned. Mm-hmm. In other words, it is not the children by physical descent mm-hmm. who are descend who are children uh, God's children but it is it is that the sorry um, but it is the children of the promise who are regarded as Abraham's offspring so now it is not the children who are physical descent who are born who are the children of God now it is through the promise all nations yeah, yeah, shall be yeah. called so now an Israel or a Jew is a Christian mm-hmm. so now anything that Bible said and he said to Jacob to Israel to the Jew, it's meant for Christian now. Amen. Now, the fiscal Jew mean nothing according to the scriptures. Amen. So Amen. pay attention mm-hmm. as we look at this. So everything written in the Bible is to teach us because there's nothing what mm. new. Amen. Amen. Now, the promised land. Are we ready to take off? Yes. Exodus chapter 3 verse 8. Amen. Amen. Exodus chapter 3 verse 8. Overcoming the enemies of what? The promised land. Mm-hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Exodus chapter 3 verse 8. Mm-hmm. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Amen. Amen. So no, this is God himself speaking. So this is when he met Moses first and he said to Moses, listen, I've come to take my people, Israel, Christians, to a promised land. Mm -hmm. A promised land, the land that's flowing with milk and honey. The the land that is big enough, a good land. Mm -hmm. A good land means it, it produces good stuff. So in other words, God is saying, listen, as you are a Christian, as you became a Christian, 
I want to move you to a place in this life. That that place, there is no lack. You will not strike. It has milk and honey. A good place. Meaning, evil things will not be well you. You have access to good what things. A place that you will be free. It's a spacious land, a spacious place. So we read this. The reason why we read this is to show you that God himself wants to do that. It is what? In interest. Because we, the, the Bible said, uh, all shall be blessed. The promise is all shall be blessed. That's why we call it the promise land. So it is what God has promised, what God wants to do. But many don't get that. Many Christians don't enter. Many Christians. Amen. Because the fact that God has promised, there's more to it. When God promised, it is great. I'll say 80% of the work is done because God wants, meaning God will back you. God will see you through. But the 20% depends on what? You. But the key here is that God said he's come to take us to what? A land. Amen. A very good what? Land. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And he said, this land is the home of certain people. Certain people have it. I enjoying this good land. Isn't it? Yes. This special land. This land that flows with good things. So they are not Christians. But they have peace. Good marriages. Their families are okay. Their finances are okay. We are not comparing ourselves. But maybe as you became a Christian, you are not in that state. But God wants to shift you to that place, Hallelujah. that rest, that peace. Right. Of course, yeah. if you could, you would be there anyway. Amen. 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 This not only that, but plus many more things that money or the world cannot give, like the peace, like the joy of the world, like the wisdom, the health, a lot of things. But it is in God's work, power, and not only in his power, in his will. God, there are things that are in his power, but not in his what? Will. Amen. Amen. And this is also his what? Doing. Amen. Amen. Okay. Now let's read Numbers chapter 13, verse 1 to 2. Amen. Amen. Numbers chapter 13, verse 1 to 2. So we've seen in Exodus 3, verse 8 that he said he's taking us, his people, what? To the promised land. So he's come to take Israel to the promised land. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. And he took them from Egypt. And now he brought them into the desert. And now it is time for them to enter the promised land. To go into the promised land. You become a Christian. Now you are saved. Now you know God. Now you must see the glory of God. Now you must enter into the rest of God. Now you must be at a free place. You must have a free life. All the worries, everything. Amen. Amen. Okay, go on. Is it one three or three zero? Exodus chapter Numbers chapter thirteen verse okay. one to two. Hallelujah. One three. Numbers Amen. thirteen one to two. Mm -hmm. The Lord said to Moses, "Send some men to explore the land of Canaan." which I am giving to the Israelites from each ancestral tribe. Send one of its leaders. Amen. Amen. To the two. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so the first step that God ordered them about the promised land. Note, note, it is God who said he's taking them to the promised land. But then Bible said God said to Moses to send what? People into what? The promised what? Land. Note, these people that Moses was to send, or Moses sent, they were what? Leaders. They were what? Leaders. It, it's important 
you recognize that this were the leaders. Because you see, it's important you recognize. Okay, now let's read the three. Amen. Exodus, Numbers chapter 13, verse 3. Numbers 13, verse 3. Mm -hmm. So at the Lord's command, Moses sent them out from the desert of Paran. All of them were leaders of the Israelites. Amen. So note, all the people Moses sent to go and spy or research the promised land, have idea of the promised land where the lead, were leaders of what? Yeah. God. Amen. Amen. And know that it is God who said to them that go and research the promised land. Go and watch. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. What does this teach us? First thing, anything God is doing and God is going to do regarding your promised land, there are things you need to know about it. That's what the purpose is. Amen. But let me let us be clear. Numbers chapter 13, 17 to 20. Amen. Amen. Numbers chapter 13, 17 to 20. Numbers 13, 17 to 20. Mm -hmm. When Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, Go up through the Negev and on into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, mm -hmm. few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? Mm -hmm. How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees in it or not? Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. It was the season for the first ripe grapes. Amen. Amen. So Bible said when Moses sent them, remember Moses sent them according to God. And he said, go and what? Mm. Explore the land. Research the land. Yeah. Look at the situation. Find out whether the people are strong mm. or weak. Amen. Whether the land, they have wars or not. Amen. No, this is a land that God said he's giving them. God himself said he's giving them. But yes, God asked Moses to send them to explore what? The land. Whether the land is good or what? Bad, isn't it? Fortify or what? Unfortify, many or many. But this is God who is doing it. Mm -hmm. But God is showing, even if it is Him that is doing, you need wisdom. Mm -hmm. What is your situation? Mm -hmm. What is your condition? Why are you not in your promised land? Why are you not still married? What mistake have you been doing in the past? Why are you still having that issues, even though you are 40 years? What have you been doing? Don't black out the facts. Don't, don't stop assessing yourself or the situation. It is the first thing you have to do in order to enter the promised land. Why is it that anywhere you go, nobody likes you? Why is it that whenever you become friends with somebody, within a year or two, something happens and we why? What attitude do you have? What character do you have? Are you quick to talk? Are you, do you easily get anger? So he said, go to the land. He didn't say, Let, let's just go. God said, God didn't say, come on, go. He said, go. Go and what? Explore the land. As you go, check. He said, be specific. Are they strong or weak? Are they heavy or not? Do they like prayers or they don't like prayers? Do they believe in, in teachings or not? Amen. Are they lukewarm or they are? Check the situation. What is your background? 
the challenges you are having in your life, where you want to go, what is your background, what have you been involved in in the past, what has your flesh tasted, what are your weaknesses, what are your strengths, you see it, when you check it, you always see it. What is your ancestral line? What you want, what you need now, the people that have it, how are they like? How did people manage to get the mortgage? How did people manage to live peaceful with their wives? Are they arrogant or check it? That is the first thing to enter your promised land. You cannot enter where you don't consider all these things. That's why I keep telling people, even for the same situation, each one and each time it must be considered specifically. Because two people have financial issues. They need to enter their promises of financial sufficiency. But each one of them, their situation is different. One might need a skill because he or she is poorly skilled. One will not need a skill, but you will need good management skills. While one will need training to upgrade his work, work skills. Amen. So that is the first thing. So your warfare does not start with you fighting. It starts with you understanding the situation. And you do that by exploring, going on the land. Meaning, in this context, depending on what you do, there are people who have done it. Your man of God is there. You understand? Because one thing that Jesus said, he said, my people are destroyed for lack of what? Knowledge. And knowledge means you don't know. You don't know. And that alone has destroyed many of his people. That is why God told Moses to send them to the land to explore so that they will know they will know how the land is they will know that there are wars so we need to carry this they will know that the people are strong or weak so we need this we don't need this they are thick or tall we need it the land is good we'll find water there so we don't need to carry water we'll find food there so we don't need to carry much food knowledge that's the first thing what are your strengths what are your weaknesses what are the things pulling you down and i'm talking on about going to your promised land but many people forsake knowledge. In fact, we are in a society and a culture that people don't want to be told what to be done. So people lose knowledge. They say, my people perish for lack of knowledge. There are people who just want to ignore all facts and circumstances and say, oh, you just want it to happen. No, there is a cause for everything. You cannot even have what you don't know. Even when you have it, you don't know. So you will lose it. That's why sometimes somebody must be able to point to you that this thing is precious. Keep it. It's a good thing. Don't destroy it. Sometimes we, someone needs to tell you that, listen, you are exaggerating. Even though it's bad, it's not that bad. It's still good. It is still very good. Amen. Amen. So that is the first thing. Don't forget. Now let's continue to read. Numbers chapter 13, 27 to 29. 27. One of the things people, big companies, pay higher amount of money for is knowledge. Mm. Whenever you hear that, they say a consultant. All consultants do is they just give knowledge. They've done that, they've seen that, so they and the consultants get paid higher. Mm. Consultants don't do it like they don't do the act of the work. Mm -hmm. They give the knowledge of yeah. the work. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Please let's let's continue. Mm -hmm. So we've seen 15. the first thing is you have to have idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Numbers 13, 27. So one of the ways God even helped us with those ideas are true dreams and vision. Mm. A 
and the word of God and the counseling from the man of God, the advice. Amen. Mm -hmm. Numbers 13, 27 to 29. So now they've been, they've gone to the land. They've obeyed, they've gone to the land, they've accessed the land, mm -hmm. and they've returned back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They gave Moses this account. Mm -hmm. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does, it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea the and along one. the Jordan. Mm -hmm. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone with him said, we can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. Amen. Amen. So when they brought back what? The report. Mm -hmm. So we went. The land is truly, as God said, a land flowing with what? Milk and what? Honey. Honey. But the people are strong and what powerful amen and they said we cannot attack them they are too strong for us and caleb said no we can let's go and take what the city but this is the key amen please be patient with me we'll get it this is the key your opinion was not asked their opinion were not asked that time whether they can they can take the land or not. Yeah. It was just to access the land and bring what? Report. The report. Wow. Mm -hmm. So the report was, yes, the land is this and is that. But it started to be what? Negative. Mm -hmm. So your own is not to say what God can do or what God cannot do. Mm -hmm. Whether God can take you or God cannot take you. Because God, don't you think God know that those people were on the land? Yeah. Before he said he would give the land to them, and yet still he sent them. Amen. Amen. Ten of, they were twelve. Ten of them, when they saw the situation, they lose hope. They gave up. But Caleb and Joshua, they did not give up. They, they knew it was possible. So many of us, God wants to take us to the promised land. But we see the difficulties, the challenges, or our fear, and we give up in our hearts. And you know that God, no action follows it. So the first thing about the promised land is you become your first enemy. First thing. First thing. You look at your past. Maybe in the past you tried several times to stop smoking, you couldn't. So now in your mind you can't. No, now it's different. Now you have the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Now you have the anointing. Now you have the support of your church, your pastor. It's a different situation. So God doesn't need our opinion. He never wants our opinion. He's God. Let us not add more or speak more than we are when it comes to God. Let us not make excuse for God regarding our promised land. Because the objection was simple go and exploit the land and come and tell us what the land is don't not to tell us whether we should go and take it or not whether we can or not but when they brought the report they went on to say we cannot it's different it's different negative but caleb said 
we can what do it so once again you will see the attitude of the people that god is taking them to the promised land so so far even the enemies of the promised land hasn't come now what we see is that they have become their own enemies in their heart in their mind by their action it's like god can't do it god will not do it and you know it, you know it, if you are not obeying and have not been obeying the word of God on that. So the first enemy regarding your promised land is yourself. Okay, let me put it like that. Could be you, yourself, regarding your promised land. Could be you. God, you will say, oh, this guy has not come to help me. You could think, oh, they need me. Whilst they don't need you, they are rather helping you. You could think, oh, God wants something from me. Why God doesn't want something from me? You could think, oh, it's too difficult. I cannot be bothered to do this. So you could or are your first enemy. That's why you have to check and be honest to yourself. And Jesus said, it said, first of all, remove the what? The plank in your eyes before. So you deal with yourself first. You, you deal with yourself first. Amen. Amen. Now, 32-33, the same number as 32-33, to show you further and for us to understand how it is. Amen. Amen. Numbers mm-hmm. 13, 32-33. Mm-hmm. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, the land we explored devoured those living in it. All the people we saw there are, great, are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in, in our eyes. And we looked the same, we looked the same to them. Amen. Amen. So now listen, they began to exaggerate what they saw. They said we were like grasshoppers. How how how? <laughs> so you see, they began to exaggerate. Yeah, they were giant on the but you and the giant you are not a grasshopper. Mm. The difference is maybe like three or four feet. But you began, they begin to exaggerate. So you notice that now they never spoke about the land, which is indeed flowing with milk and honey. Yeah. They never mentioned the good. Now they began to mention the negative and exaggerate the negative and expand the negative yeah. and make the negative big. Look at the 14 to 4. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. 14 to 4. Numbers mm. 14 verse 4. Mm-hmm. And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Amen. So then they decided not to move (laughs) forward to their promised land. So this is the second enemy of the promised land. So that second enemy is also you or people around you. It's you and people around you or you and people around you. No good of what progress you are making ever is mentioned or when it's mentioned side and only the negative is open expanded exaggerated so they don't see that as you started you became a Christian your life have changed you don't quarrel anymore you don't get drunk anymore that one they don't see it amen but all they see all they see is that that day you were annoyed and you, you said, 
have you. That's all they see. <laughs> but they don't see all the other. Please, do you understand? Yes. They, you exaggerate the problem. Yes, there's a problem. Yes, there's difficulty. That is why you have not been able to get there. That is why it would take God to help you to get there. But don't exaggerate the situation. Don't overshadow the good. Please, you understand? And that one, no matter, people around you will be what? Whispering, creating what? A bad report. This person could be even your, your children. It could be your partner. It could even be fellow Christians. It could even be certain pastors. Oh, yes. And it could be your own self. That is why when somebody truly become born again, somebody who was a proper sinner, but become born again, that is why the people that find it difficult to accept him are people who knew, who knew him. Because the good, as for the land, yeah, the land is flowing with milk and honey, but that was it. Everything we had after that was negative and exaggeration. So the work is good. Yes, it will be difficult for you to go to work and come, because you've not been working, and your body will get used to it, but you must go. When you go to work, you feel like they are not being nice to you and things, but you must work. Don't exaggerate it. Don't let it bring you down. So he said, let us go back to what? Meaning, because of this small thing, I'm no more going to the promised land. But this is the story of many Christians. This is a warfare. This is the stage two. Many here alone, they turn back. Even many now, now, just that now, you have to stop that sin alone. You turn back. It's too difficult for you. It's too much a giant for you. So you, you stop back. So not like God has stopped you. You have returned. So when it happens like that, you see, deep down your heart, you just know what you need to start doing and what you need to stop doing in order to make progress. You know. You, you just know it. But what, what is happening is you want what? Return what? Back. And if you return back, you will never make it to the promised land. Because maybe in your heart, you are here, but in your heart, you've returned back. You are here, but in your heart, you thought, yeah. So it will affect your what? Action. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. If you are able to overcome this second fight, then now God will allow your first enemy to appear. Not like God will allow it because God will send them. It is because they are on the way. So as long as you are going to continue to your promised land, you will meet them. So when you read this, which will not go into that, because of this, they did not enter the promised land 40 years. Because in their hearts, the Bible says in their hearts, they returned to Egypt. Even though they didn't go fiscal, but in their hearts, they were there. So a new generation came before God began to what? Lead them. Amen. So note, as of now, this time, no other external enemy has come. It is just the, them and themselves. You, yourself. You and your, your people you've surrounded yourself with, people you are in their midst, people you call friends or church or just those ones have derailed you. But if you are able to overcome them, if you are able to say like Caleb, that it is possible 
for me to stop this. It is possible for me to become this. It is possible for me to be retrained. It is possible for me to be humble. It is possible for me to accept it. It is possible you continue to move. Amen. Amen. God will help you to your promised land. Then you come to Numbers chapter 20, verse 14 to 17. So look, the journey started from Numbers chapter 1, 13. Amen. Amen. And when you continue to read, the journey to their promised land halted at Numbers chapter 14. Amen. Amen. And the journey continued again in Numbers chapter 20. The reason is from Numbers chapter 14 to 20, because they were stuck at the desert, we, we saw what happened to them till all of them what? Died. Then 20, now, a new generation that said, as for us, we will go. Amen. Okay, amen. Numbers chapter 20, 14 to 17. Hallelujah, Numbers so, 20. So, want to see, this is the third enemy you meet. The third enemy you meet through your promised land. And this enemy is very powerful. The first enemy is you. The second enemy is you and people around you or you yourself or people around you. People around you. Uh -huh. Numbers 20, 14. Mm -hmm. To 17. Moses sent messengers from Kadesh to the king of Edom, saying, mm -hmm. This is what your brother Israel says. You know about all the hardships that have come on us. Our ancestors went down into Egypt and we lived there many years. The Egyptians mistreated us and our ancestors. But when we cried out to the Lord, he heard our cry and sent an angel and brought us out of Egypt. Now we are here at Kadesh, a town on the edge of your territory. Please let us pass through your country. We will not go through any field or vineyard or drink water from any well. We will travel along the king's highway and not turn to the right or to the left until we have passed through your territory. Amen. Amen. So note, they are going towards mm. the promised land. Yeah. And the first, in order to get to their promised land, they have to go through what? Mm. Edom. Yeah. Amen. So Moses went and said, Edom, my brother, we want to go towards our promised land. We will need to pass through your town, your city, your country. It will not affect you. It will not cost you anything. We need your help for you just to give us a safe way to pass. It will cost you nothing. If we should drink your water, eat your food, we will pay you. So you won't lose. It will not affect you anything. We, we are going. Amen. Amen. And note, he said his brother, because Edom is his brother. You see, Edom, Edom is Esau. Esau, his generation are the Edomites. Mm. And Jacob's generation are Israel. So they are truly brothers, the same blood, the same mother, the same father. Mm. Let me show you that one before we continue. Mm -hmm. So look at um, Genesis 36 verse 9. Genesis 36 verse 9. I just want to show you that these are true brothers, not like uh, brethren as uh, friendship brethren. Mm. This is one mother, one father, because Israel is Jacob and Edom is Esau. Mm -hmm. Amen. Genesis 36 verse 9. Genesis 36 verse 9. This mm -hmm. is the account of the family line of Esau, the father of the Edomites in the hill country of Seth. So you see that Esau is the father of the Edomites. Yeah. Esau's brother was what? Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. Remember? Mm -hmm. Do you remember? Yes. Uh -huh. So is Jacob became Israel. 
it shall be going out Edoman. So when he said brother, he meant it. One blood, one father, one what? Mother. If we should go back to a family meeting, we are going to what? Meet there together. So he said, brother, you are my brother. I'm going now by God's grace. I'm stronger now. Now I'm wiser, now I'm safe. Now I can make it. Now I can attain it. I need help from you. This help will not affect you, will not have any effect on you. Just grant me this help and read it for me. Let's see whether what happened. The same Numbers chapter 20, 18 to 22. Amen. Mm -hmm. Numbers 20, 18 to 22. Mm -hmm. But Edom answered, You may not pass through here. If you try, we will march out and attack you with the sword. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. But Edom, did you read the 22? Oh, sorry. Please. Mm -hmm. The Israelites replied, We will go along the main road, and if we are, we or our livestock drink any of your water, we will pay for it. We only want to pass through on foot, nothing else. Again, they answered, You may not pass through. The Edom came out against them with a large and powerful army. Since Edom refused to let them go through their territory, Israel turned away from them. No, all they are doing was going to their promised land. So Edom said, I will not what? Allow. They beg because they said again, Oh, it will not affect you to not blah 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 you. He said, No, when you come, we will mount up against you. So, because Edom did not help them, they are sure, the Bible said they turned around and had to go through another route which was much longer. Treacherous. Is there? Is there? He said they turned around, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yes. yes. Meanwhile, there's a direct. <clears throat> so, the third enemy which will be someone very closer to people from your whole household, very closer to you, that there is a role they must play. Normally that role is just even to support you. Normally that role is just to even uh, give, give, they give you their shoulders. Whatever role they need to play will have no effect. So in other words, it's in their power to support you, to help you in order to get there but they will become unreasonable it is more all this battle at least you face okay. at least 70 yes. percent yes jesus put like he said a man's yes. enemy shall yes. come from his own household they will stand up against you they will not accept you they, this will be household mean people closer to you even your friend that you were together but since you became born again since you say no no more of these things no more of these drugs now, no help, nothing. And this Edomite, let me show you something about it from God's side. The same Deuteronomy, amen. Deuteronomy. Uh, did I say Deuteronomy? Mm -hmm. Yes, 23 verse 7. You are not allowed to attack them. You are not allowed to do anything against them. No matter what you do against them, it won't work. God will not because they are your brothers. Mm. If you try, you also become wrong. Read it for me. Amen. Mm -hmm. Deuteronomy 23 verse 7. Mm -hmm. Do not despise an Edomite, for the Edomites are, re are related to you. Do not despise an Egyptian, because you resided as foreigners. So God country. said to Israel, one of the commands, you don't despise an Edomite, because yeah. they are your relative yeah. brothers. So Israel, Christians are not allowed. You see? So not like you can fight them. Not like you can drive them away. So the only way is to bypass them and move on. Because we saw that is what Moses did. Yeah. Yeah. If your mother is against you, you cannot 
fight your mother. Mm. If you fight your mother, you are cursed. Because Bible says, honor thy mother and thy father, that it may go well with you. So you need your mother blessing spiritually in order for it to go well. If your mother doesn't need your blessing for it to go well with her. So if your mother rise up against you, you don't rise up against you. You are not allowed. The Bible says this is the first command with an example, uh, with a blessing. You bypass her. You are out of now. You just move on. Leave her. If your sisters, your family rise up against you, if they are saying no, why are you praying fasting? It's nothing. This anointing on you. Ignore them. Don't try to fight them. You are not allowed. Just move on. Divert your path. You carry on. Because we saw that that is how Israel was able to move on, isn't it? Yes. He said they turn another word. Way. So the third, the third in which are people closer to you, don't try to justify yourself. They might never receive you. They'll only frustrate you. Just move on. Move on. If they don't respect you, if they don't will not accept Christ, you move on. You follow your Christ. You follow God to the promised land. Don't seek their honor. Don't try to seek their uh, good. You move on. The only thing is it will make the journey difficult and longer. Because if they are sure accept to give you their support, be there with you, it will be straightforward. Please, do you understand? Yeah. I was speaking to um, uh, a certain uh, woman. Okay, you let me leave that. Please, do you understand? Yes, it is do. a mistake when you try to fight them. You, you waste time and you might never move on. You just bypass them. You just buy. They don't believe what you believe in. All the new things. Because remember, to go to your your your, your promised land, you you've changed. There is a change. Now you are going to walk by the Lord with the Lord, because He is the one leading you. Things you could you didn't believe in, now you will believe in. Things you did not do, now you will do. Habit you have, some you have to let go. Habit you do have, now you have to take on. Now you have to accept the situation. Now you don't say, oh, as for. Uh, 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 we, uh, we, we make you think. How can something that ha make you hallucinate make you think? <laughs> Are you okay? How can something even the necessary is the number one cause of certain psychological and mental disorders? How you, you understand? Because they will fight you. They will try to show you by just ignore them and you move on. Bypass them. Move on. Don't seek the acceptance. No, no. You move on. Because see, when you try them, you are not allowed. So you don't fight them, or you fight them by moving on. You fight them by carrying on, not engaging them, because you are not allowed. And these are people who are closer to you. So watch out for those people. They are. They will be the number one opposers for that good thing. And see, when it has got to do with your promised land, they will be the main people. It could even be your children. It could be anybody. It could be your family. It could be that your best friend. They will stand up against you. They will not like to receive you in the new way you are, but in the old way. They, but you can't do anything. Because as for them, for example, they only know me as Emmanuel, Emmanuel J. That's all. They don't know me as Pastor J. They will not receive me as Pastor J. They will not accept me as Pastor J. <laughs> what should I do? Okay, I just move on. But there are others who accept me as Pastor J. If I try to let them accept me, I will lose all the others and I will crash. I will not move on. Mm -hmm. It's up to them. So they'll be unreasonable like they were. They were reasonable. It will cause them nothing. It will cause them nothing. They were going, not like they are going to live closer. 
all of a sudden, when they are good to you, they've been good. All of a sudden, they'll begin to be wicked towards you, and it won't make sense. You wonder, ah, even those that used to do this, this help me. How much more is the end of my spirit? Is the end? In fact, let me show you a scripture. I like to lay foundation because sure, foundation, sure. foundation make our understand. Because the Bible, you see, all these things, end of my Canaanite, is a type of spirit. Because the spirit being that uses the human being. So when the human being dies, go, the spirit stays there. It takes over another person and it continues. So, for example, the Bible will talk about the just blood spirit that is still operating in the uh, in the church in Revelation. Even though Jezebel died in the book of Kings, please you understand. Yes. So it, it, that's why I said there's nothing with the same attitude, the mm -hmm. same spirit. Jesus said when the spirit is cast out, it keeps going round and round. Mm -hmm. Amen. So when the spirit gets another person, he uses, but the, the spirit will manifest itself for what it is. Mm -hmm. It's like anyone that the Holy Spirit is using, you always see the works of the Holy Word. Spirit, amen. amen. So it's the end of my spirit, and this one is people closer to you, close family and friends. They, but you move on because that's what he did. Just read again for us. Let us speak it, amen. Mm. The 22, what they did, they just what take a longer route. A treacherous did, mm. they didn't fight it. So, Bible is teaching us that when we come against those people. As we journey to the promised land, it's painful, but you don't fight, you don't prove yourself. You just bypass. You, in your mind, you drown them out and you carry on. Numbers 20, 22. I just want us to read the key. What to do is the most important thing. Amen. Numbers 20, 22. Mm -hmm. The whole Israelite community set out from Kadesh and came to Mount Hor. Amen. Amen. Is it the 22, right? Yeah. Then the 21, please. Okay. I want the place that says that they just... Oh, turned away. Turned away. away. Yeah. Okay. Numbers 20, 21. Mm -hmm. Since Edom refused to let them go through their territory, Israel turned away. From Since them. he refused, he turned what? Away. away. Yeah. You don't fight it. You don't prove yourself. Just turn away. Just, just turn away. It doesn't mean you, but you make it. If you try to prove, you might not make it. Yeah. Ah, he doesn't love you. He doesn't love you. Just leave him. Just leave him and just be yourself. There's someone who is looking for you there, right there. It's because your eyes are you are fighting. That's why you are missing that one. But the danger is if you are not careful, by the time you come, this one, someone has come or he's moved oh. on. Just turn. Love is not by force. Just turn and move. They don't appreciate you. They don't appreciate you. But just look for another job. Eh? That's all. Amen. Amen. Then the fourth enemy is what the Bible called the Cana. Amen. Amen. They are hijackers. Amen. So if you are able to bypass this enemy on your way to the traffic, uh, to the promised land, you meet another enemy. See, all these enemies, at least, at least, you will meet at least 60%. Amen. On your journey to the promised land. Canaan the hijacker, I call him. It's a spirit. Let's look at it. Numbers 21, verse 1 to 3. Hallelujah. Amen. Numbers 21, 1 to 3. So this is when you'll be able to overcome the Edomites mm -hmm. by turning away from them. You are, they are old friends. They are still mocking you because of your new belief, your new way. Just turn away from them. Because you are Christian, but you have you face some calamity and they are saying, look, where is her God? Just mm -hmm. turn away from them. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, just because we have a gift of the spirit and say, no, no, we don't believe in that, that. Just turn away from them. It's that simple. If you want to see the gift at work. Yeah, please continue. Amen. When the Canaanite king of Arad, who lived in the Negev, heard that Israel was coming along the road to Atharim, he attacked the Israelites and captured some of them. Then Israel made this vow to the Lord, if you will deliver these people into our hands, we will totally destroy their city. Amen. Should I continue reading? To the, the Lord listened to Israel's plea and gave Canaanites over to them. They completely destroyed them and their towns. So the place was named Homer. So the Bible said Kenya, the spirit of Canaan, what they do is when they heard that Israel was going, they, Israel was going to their promised land, they came to what? Attack what? Israel. And the scheme they use is, Bible says, eh, they came to what? attack what? Israel. And they take captive of some of them. So their strategy was to take captive of some of what? Israel. So this is the scheme of the enemy. You overcome, you turn, now you are marching on. Now the enemy see that you, he cannot touch you because you've made up your mind. So now he begin to take captive of some of you. It could be your child. Now that he's against your child. It could be your partner. It could be your marriage. It could even be your health. Meaning he can't have you, but something that is connected to you, about you, he begin to use that thing against you. So because of that, even though you are moving because of your child or your partner, it's like difficulty. Yeah. That's the captive of some of the captivity. Amen. But this one, you are to fight it. Because without it, you can't move on. So Bible says Israel fought it and they overcame it. How did they fight it? By prayer. Because they say they what? Call to God and God gave them to what they are. So many Christians don't realize this. That when you become saved, there is warfare that you must fight in connection to things that is connected to you. Sometimes your marriage is perfect, but as you become saved, of a sudden, some way, it's you must deal with it as warfare. Pray, don't take it for granted. When your children begin to be some way, the enemy won't probably want to take captive. So, even though you move in the law, you've earned, but that one alone is your downfall. You must head on it, you must see it as a warfare and pray and focus and take counsel from your pastor regarding that situation. Because there are battles you might not be able to fight alone. Because say one will change what? Mm, a thousand. A, a, a hundred. A hundred sorry. And two will change what? Ten thousand. Ten thousand. So there's strength in unity. Mm. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. So this one, this enemy is a spirit. It can use anybody, but the enemy come to take certain things of yours captive. And when they take it captive, don't move on. Turn and face it and deal with it. Because no matter what you go, it will worry you. And don't think that maybe, for example, if it's your child, your child is some way. Or if it's your husband, some way. You must see that it's a warfare against you. A specific enemy, a specific demon with the Canaanite spirit is behind this. 
and it's because you are making progress to your promised land your land of rest your land that is full of good things your land that is filled with milk and what honey, honey. the land that god has what promised you so sometimes I tell people, even the true warfare, when they come, they don't even realize God. They think of true warfare as you see, you see some demons and you see some. No. Bible says, for we are not ignorant of the devices. So it's the raw warfare, the enemy uses devices that it takes discernment and experience to know that this is a war I must what? Fight. Like when I became a pastor, I remember there was a time this was one of the fights I had to what? fight. Because there's no way I could serve God and leave any of my family. And then they are amount nothing. They will be the problem. And I must fight, see it as warfare and fight it head on with all my strength. So you see that the whole Israel turned against them. Amen. So that is what the fourth enemy am I right? Yes. Then That's if the second. The fourth no. The first enemy is yourself. Oh, fourth. Yes. Amen. How you yeah, the second enemy could be you and people around you yeah. or people yeah. around you. The third enemy are your family, like close people in your life. And the fourth enemy is this. Note Israel did not do anything to them. But when they heard that now, now she's strong. Now I can't take her for granted again. Now she's wise. Now she's come to her senses. That's when they came against. So, see, they didn't make what? An enemy. Then go on to the fifth enemy. Amen. Numbers 21. Numbers, the same Numbers chapter 21, verse 21 to 22. The Bible called this enemy the Amorite. So note, all this is on their way to what? Mm, the promised land. Yeah. All they are doing is they are walking to the promised land. Not like they are even on the, on the land already. Mm. On their way to the promised land. Mm -hmm. The Amorite. Numbers 21, 21 to 22. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Numbers 21, 21 to 22. Mm -hmm. Israel sent messengers to say, to Sihon, king of Amorite. Let us pass through your country. We will not turn aside into any field or vineyard or drink water from any well. We will travel along the king's highway until we have passed through your territory. Amen. Amen. So this is just like the same situation as your brother Edom. But this is with outsiders, which sometimes you not even understand. Of all of a sudden, you see that there is a resistance from somebody or an organization against you or your interests as you journey to your promised land. And you, you don't even understand, you wonder, but where do I even know her? Or what have I done to him for him to or for her to? You understand? Because you whatever you are, wherever you are going, or whatever you need from him will not affect him, has got nothing to do with him. But there will be what? Resistance. Let's read the 23 to 25. 23 Hallelujah. to 25, yes. But Sihon would not let Israel pass through his territory. He mustered his entire army and marched out into the wilderness against Israel. When he reached Jahaz, he fought with Israel. Amen. So note, he came against Israel. Mm. So far, we've seen that all the warfare 
Not like Israel went for the war. Not like Israel even did wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They are minding their own people and people are coming. So when you think you're a Christian or you're a human being and because you are good, no one will come against you or nothing will come against you. You are, you are, you are, you are, you are joking. <laughs> yeah. And this is why many Christians, when they come against them, they get them because they don't fight it. So you could see that they came against Israel and they fought against Israel. If you will not help the person, you allow him to go, isn't it? Mm -hmm. He might find another one, but this, just like your brother, but this one, they will come against you. Amen. Mm -hmm. They what? Come what? Against you. But when you read, Israel fought them, and Israel what? Overcame them and took what? Their land. So, when someone come against you, when situation come against you, as you head to your what? Promised land. Strange situation, strangers. Face it. Face it. You have to face it. You have to face it. So far, you see that apart from Edom, who was their brother, so they were not allowed. Mm -hmm. All of them, they have to fight them. Mm -hmm. Because if you study the, uh, the Bible quotes, the armor of God, there's no armor at our back. All the armor cover in front. Mm -hmm. Because we are not expected to turn back. Mm -hmm. We are expected to face it. Because with God, there are no match. If you turn back, you are, that's it. So if you want to get your promise land, if you are going to get it, you must embrace yourself for war. And now our warfare, the, 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 the Bible says now, um, our, our warfare are not, the, 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 the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty. So now we war through prayer, by prayer, directions, fasting. So when you're a Christian, you want to see the glory of God, and you, you think you think to be prayerful is an option, you are joking. It's just like thinking that to get your promise land to fight is an option. To engage your enemy is an option. Because it's not a matter of you are going to engage. It's a matter of they are coming against you. They are coming to destroy. They are coming to take captive of your people. They are coming to enslave you. They are coming to stop you. So you have no choice. That's why the Bible says, Curse is the one who put his what? Knife down when there is war. Isn't I can show it to you. So even when the time of warfare can you put it down, you will suffer the casualties. So you see that you're a good Christian, you love God, you are faithful, but there are casualties in your life, in your children's life, because you've refused to engage the battle. And the enemy will come. It's not, it's not whether you're fighting or not. You come and we war by prayer. We war by words. Sometimes, it's, you don't, of course, you pray. Prayer with everything. But sometimes you have to speak that words against that person. Into the ears of the person. Yeah. Praise the Lord Jesus. And you are not to make peace. You are not to make peace. You are not to make peace. This is important. Amen. You are not to make peace. Amen. With what? The Amorite. Deuteronomy 23 verse 6. Amen. Because there are people who come against you to destroy you. The only reason, the only reason, the only reason why they didn't is because they did not succeed. If you make peace with them, they will eventually get you. 
Amen. Amen. Because they are still Amorites. Amen. Amen. So that's what the fifth enemy. But I want to show you Deuteronomy 23 verse 6. Deuteronomy 23 mm. verse 6. Do not seek a treaty of friendship with them as long as you live. Amen. He said do not seek a treaty of what? Friendship with what? Them. Amen. Amen. And as you pray, Deuteronomy 23, 2 to 4, Bible says God himself will restrict what? The blessings of what? The Amorite. Amen. 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 So as you journey, there are people that will come against you from nowhere. They will attack you in the church from nowhere. As you start serving God, they will just speak from nowhere. This is not good. This is not good. But all, all, what they don't know, you just, tried, you just started your journey. To become a worship leader, you just started it. Yes, a little bit off key, but because you are not there yet, but that is the only way to get there. But you see how they will say it will even pierce you, will put fear in you, is to derail you, to pull you down. Amen. Please read it for me. Deuteronomy 23 yeah. 3 to 4. Mm -hmm. uh, no Ammonite or Moabite or any of their descendants may enter the assembly of the Lord, not even in the 10th generation. For they did not come to meet you with bread and water on your way when you came out of Egypt, and they hired Balaam, son of Boa, from Pethor in Aram, uh, Naharem, to pronounce a curse on you. Amen. Amen. So the Amorites curse, they engage in all these divination things. That's why God said you are not to make peace with them. You are not. Jesus does a campaign. There are people, I don't want to call them religion, especially Muslims, that come when we started. They will come and fight me, oppose me. And later they will come and do like, oh, it's worse. It's not worse. We have nothing common. Just be there. Let me be here. I told them. There are people that have banned them. I've told them. Don't come here. Don't step foot under. You are not allowed. You, I'm not joking. Ask anyone who come to the camp. I say to their face, you are not allowed here. Don't come. come. These are people who have come to fight me. Who have really come to fight, not spiritually. I'm talking physical. So if physically they are fighting more about spiritually, and later they come and try to be nice. Meanwhile, they have not changed. Meanwhile, they are still holding their ground. I say, no, no. So I tell them, you are not allowed here. Don't step foot here. Some even would try say, no, this is in my dominion. Don't. I ban them. And some say, a pastor behavior. I say, yeah, a pastor is not a donkey. <laughs> yeah. You see, a true pastor, because a, a true pastor is a wild person. You cannot be only a lamb and lead a sheep. You yourself will be chewed and you'll be, you'll be chewed mm -hmm. by a bear. Because yeah. God is not only a lamb. He's also what? A lion. lion. Yeah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So, yeah, that's the Amorites. You must fight them. Then the last but one group is Bashan. Or Bashan and what? Moab. Numbers 21, 33 to 35. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Numbers 21, 33 to 35. So when you overcome these people, because they saw you coming, they can see you freezing, you are coming. They can tell that how you are carrying on, you will get there, you will get there. They come against you. You must fight them head on. They can tell how you are carrying on, all your children will be blessed. They come against you, you must fight them with prayer and words. Amen. If you overcome them and you carry on, you meet this. Amen. Let's read it. Amen. Amen. Numbers chapter 21, 
33 to 35, please. Numbers 21, 33 to 35. So these are two groups. Amen. Basham and Moab. I joined them together. Amen. Mm. Mm -hmm. Then they turned and went up along the road towards Basham and Og, king of Basham. Bashan, and his whole army marched out to meet them in battle at Edre. Ed mm -hmm. The Lord said to Moses, Do not be afraid of him, for I have delivered him into your hands, along with his whole army and his land. Do to him what you did to Sihon, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon. So they struck him down together with his sons and his whole army, leaving them no survivors. And they took possession of his land. Amen. Note, this group also just came against them. All they are doing is moving on. And this spirit are still there. They are still prayed. They come against you. And say, God say, face them and deal with them. And say, do to them as you did towards the Amorites. Mm -hmm. Let's read the twin. So, so he engaged them. Amen. Mm -hmm. He engaged them. He fought them. And note, it is God that says he should fight them. Because the enemy come to what? Kill. Mm -hmm. To steal. And to what? Destroy. destroy. Yeah. So if you don't face him, if you don't fight him, all he will do is destroy, mm -hmm. kill, and steal your happiness, your joy, your health, your children, your family. He, he's black. He, he can't be white. So if you don't want white, you have to fight. And no, God is on your side. Our weapons are not carnal, but mighty. Amen. God is what? On your side. You are to fight him. And you do that by prayer. You do that by prayer. You must learn how to pray. Many Christians do not know how to pray. And to extend to know how to pray warfare prayer. Many Christians do not know how to take their stand and face on stand up in their own room and begin to pray and begin to pray and begin to pray. Things that will take prayer will take holy prayer. Because the Bible says, it says a raging fire, only a raging fire will destroy the adversaries of the Lord. And fire, the Bible says, is as a result of our prayer. When the prayer goes up, the Bible says it is mixed with incense and it is released as fire on the earth. So prayer is a necessity. Warfare is a necessity if you want to get your promised land. You, and, and, and every case is different. Some will need to fight for their marriage, some for their children, some for their partners, some for all, some for their health, some for their finances, some for their ministry. For different things. And if that's the case, the only way is to fight it. Because the enemy will not let it out. Jesus said, unless you, how can you go and possess a strong man goods? Unless you first bind the strong man. So if you don't bind that strong man, you cannot possess. And we do that by prayer. And we don't do that by, oh Mary, Lord have mercy. We do that by fervent prayer. Because the Bible says it is the fervent prayer. And we do that by strategic prayers. Pray all kinds of prayers. So there are kinds of prayer. Yeah. Kinds of prayer. Amen. Amen. Then you come to the sixth, am I right? Mm -hmm. To the sixth enemy, Moab. Yeah. Numbers chapter 22, 1 to 3. We've 
good. Oh, yeah. 20 Numbers 22, 22, 1 to 3. Yes. Mm -hmm. Then the Israelite traveled to so the So, I believe that all these things progressive. Yeah. And in the scripture. And they travel. They are not yet at the, the promised land. Mm -hmm. All this is in order to get there. In order to get there. Please read it for mm -hmm. me. Then the Israelite traveled to the plains of Moab and camped along the Jordan across from Jericho. Now Balak, son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done in the Amorites. And Moab was terrified because there were so many people. Indeed, Moab was filled with dread because of the Israelites. The Moabites said to the elders of Midian, This horde, oh sorry, amen, that's it. Amen. Mm -hmm. So Moab will come against you. Hey, Moab will come against you. Moab are people, the enemies that are insecure. They, they, are in, they come against you because of their insecurity. So the Bible says Moab was what? Afraid of them. Bible, other verses say they were filled with what? Dread because of Israel. So Moab is the one that can see that now, now you are there, all things be called. You, are, you, you make it. And for whatever reason, they, be, they are filled with fear. They become insecure. So normally, more are people that all along, when they know, as far as they are with you, they are looking down on you. As far as they are connected to you, they are thinking that you, as for you, that is, you will not get there. And when you become, and they see that you are becoming, they begin to feel insecurity. And by their insecurity, they begin to attack you. They begin to attack you from all sources, especially this devil demon, you will see it in the church more. Mm. When a person has a gift, the insecurity of the pastor, they begin to attack the person. When a new member comes, as we've been praying for help, we've been praying for workers, when a member comes to help, to work, then the old people that they won't do anything, not because we're not allowed, because they don't want to do, begin to throw tantrums, feel insecure, begin to attack. It's a demon. And it's because you are going to your promised land. They are insecurity. And they, will, they the, the strategies of this is they try to manipulate men of God and other Christians and other people against you, false prophets and other things against you. Because, you see, they see it like you have come to take their glory, their place. You have come to take... Uh, it could be any source in the family, their eldership or their blessing or that... But it is rather their insecurity. They are afraid of you. Not because you've taken anything on your complete. And they begin to what? Attack. How do you deal with this one? Let's read the 34 to 35. Amen. Amen. Sorry. Did I say 34 to? Yeah. 4 to 6. Okay. Rather, 22, 4 to 6. So, sorry. Before we see how we deal with this one, how do they go on? Amen. Mm -hmm. Um, Numbers 22, 4 to 6. Yeah. The Moabites said to the elders of Midian, this horde is going to lick up everything around us as an ox licks up the grass of the field. So Balak, son of Zippor, who was king of Moab at that time, sent messengers to Simon Balaam, son of Bo, who was at Pethor near Euphrates River in his native land. Balak said, a people has come out of Egypt. They cover the face of the land and have settled next 
Just to me. the six. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now come and put a curse on these people because they are too powerful for me. Perhaps then I will be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that whoever you bless is blessed, and whoever you curse is cursed. Amen. So Moab went and teamed up with what Midian and the employer of Balaam to come and curse Israel. Meanwhile, Israel wasn't even thinking about them. But we know the reason because of their insecurity, their fear. And look at what he said, because they will lick up everything. Otherwise, they will become great. They will become something. So they, they will begin to attack you. So far, you see that Israel has not been attacked for doing anything. They have not encroached on anybody. They are just walking head into what they are promised. Their faith and hope is on God. They are just following God. <coughs> We are talking about promised land. You cannot take God out of the subject of your promised land. Amen. Amen. So you see that they came to what attack. They went to Balaam, cursed them. When you continue to read it, God did not allow Balaam to curse them. God said they are blessed and they cannot be what cursed. God turned the curse into what a blessing. <clears throat> So Israel, the, the Moab and the uh, Medium, mm -hmm. the Moab and the Medium, what they did was behind the scene they employed a prophet mm -hmm. against the people of God. Against the people of God. You see them trying to manipulate each other against what? Mm -hmm. Each other. Using Christians against Christians. Today, the number one accusers of the gospel and the people of God, check online, are someone who say he or she is a Christian, a prophet of God. She's not, she's Balaam. God, Jesus said, you either gather or you scatter. Sometimes, the so-called prophet or Christian who says he's a spirit, you see that his words is doing damage to what he claims is building or he is. He said, come and curse them, because we know that whoever you curse, and in fact, the Bible itself said, as for Balaam, his words were like God's words. When he blesses, he, he, you bless. When he cares what? He cares. But Bible, when he continued to read, Bible said, God warned him. God warned him not to curse. And he received a command to bless instead. Amen. And so will it be. Amen. Let me show you another scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 9. Amen. What will happen against Moab? Amen. What will happen against Moab? Deuteronomy chapter 23, rather, 2 to 4. 23, 2 to 4. Hallelujah. Amen. Deuteronomy 23, 2 to 4. Mm -hmm. No one born of a forbidden marriage, nor any of their descendants may enter the assembly of the Lord, not even in the 10th generation. No Ammonite or Moabite or any of their descendants may enter the assembly of the Lord, not even in the tenth generation. For they did not come to meet you with bread and water on your way when you came out of Egypt. And they hired Balaam, son of Boa, from Pethor in Aram Naharain, Nah to pronounce a curse on you. Amen. So God was saying in Deuteronomy 23, verse 24, that in other words, their blessings will be what? Restricted. They are not allowed in the presence of God. Because they hide 
a man of God or try to use men of God against the people of God. Amen. Amen. And what about Midian? Numbers 31 again, 2 to 3. Numbers 31, 2 to 3. We are looking at what will happen to them. So you see also that all these people, there's a prophetic word against their end. Amen. Please read it for us. Numbers 31, 2 to 3. Take mm -hmm. vengeance on the Midianites for the Israelites. After that, you will be gathered to your people. So Moses said to the people, arm some of your men to go to war against the Midianites so that they may carry out the Lord's vengeance on them. Amen. So God will vindicate you against the Midianites. Amen. God's vengeance, what? Against them. So all these enemies, there's also a prophetic and to them which you must believe it so you notice that with the issue with the one of the moab and uh, the midianite they did not fight them they did not fight them isn't it mm -hmm. but god vindicate what them so there are some you won't get to fight them but god will take vengeance against them and trust in that because the focus is that you will get your promised land so this shows that there are battles also that you win by not fighting because if they should go and fight if they should go and fight them it would distract israel because the moabite did not come physically attacking them they went for a prophet to curse them so when you read the account they were on a mountain and they could see israel and hoping that the prophet would release a curse against them to hold them, bad things to happen. Yeah. So if you see that and you are going to turn and go and fight them, you will come off yeah. the path. Yeah. You pray and believe it that no curse against Jacob shall prosper, yeah. that no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. Yeah. So it is God that gives us this behind what? The sin. So he told Moses, he said, vengeance, yeah. I'll take vengeance against them, go and kill them for what they did against you. Amen. So ladies and gentlemen, this by the scriptures, this are seven. Amen. Is it seven, please? Yes. Seven battles that you will fight. At least you face five of this as you head towards your promised land to see what God, amen, is going to do or God has said he will do. Any each of this battle, it is important that you recognize it and fight it in the proper manner so that you can overcome it because without overcoming battle a you cannot move on to face battle b if you are not able to honestly assess yourself your situation and admit it you are blind and you keep making the same excuses you've been making five ten years ago even when you were 16 years so you make no progress that is the first thing, exploring what? The land. If you don't admit the fact that you are some way, maybe you were this, maybe you were this, you were this, you become your own enemy. Amen. And that is how you report the first enemy, how you report on what? The situation. Please, are we getting it? If you don't accept it yourself, and be aware of what you are saying and people around you are saying that is the report as well amen and remember 
the first enemy that will come externally apart from yourself are people closer to you they will be your first test you are not to fight them love them someone will say love them from afar but you carry on move on Jesus said a prophet is without honor except in his own house so you have honor but your home household there they will not but when you move them you see that you are honorable so just move on Amen. Amen. That is Edom what? Your brother what? Amen. For you. Just move on. When people come to hijack you because you are moving on, your emotions, your health, your children begin arise and fight. Other than that, it will limit you. Because take your goods. Sometimes it's your money, your finances. Because you don't have money. You can't do it, and you don't have money because you are not working. You are not working. What you don't know, what you have seen in this country, there's an attack of the spirit demon that prevent people from working. They are not able to work, it's a, and many don't realize it. That is abnormal. So that one limits you. Like you, you, are, you, you get limited. It's an attack. Don't take it lightly. Do with it head on. It is a come to hijack. He can't touch you. He cannot have you. But when he hijack you that, you are as good as nothing anyway. Because you can't move on without it. Amen. And if you overcome that, when the Amorite come, face them. When Bashan come, face them. When the Moa and Midian, you see them doing this against you. They have comforts in your front. Don't be distracted. Don't divert your energy against them. Just carry on. Because you know they are in it, but they have not come. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. They, they, they've not dared to come and face you yeah. like uh, uh, like the Moab, Moabite or the Amorite what mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. So you don't go. You carry on. Remember, it's all about the promise line. Mm -hmm. Don't look back. Never look back. Mm -hmm. The reason why uh, root 10, is it root? 10 into salt, is it root? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's put it like this. The reason why Lot's wife turned yes. into salt was because he looked back. The reason why God made that to be recorded, God is trying to show us that we don't look back. Because when you look back, you are just taking up the past. You can't move forward. So just move forward. In the Lord, with the Lord. Let your hope be on the Lord. Let your faith be in the Lord. And believe it. No matter what, continue to move. And you will get there. This is a road map. The road will not be smooth. Because we can see it wasn't what? Smooth. But the Lord is your shield. He said 10,000 shall fall on your right hand side. A thousand what? But none. So you will see the falling. Amen. He said even though I walk through the darkest valley. I will fear no evil. Because God is with you. So you go through a dark valley. But you must go. He said, even though you go through the waters or the fire, I am with you. Your own is to continue going and fight head on. And you will get there. Because the land indeed flows with what? Milk and honey. That place is indeed a good place for you to get. A place that is spacious. You will be free. By all standards, it is worth it. And it will be worth it. I'm yet to see anybody who have served the Lord and followed the Lord. 
and it's not giving glory to God. I haven't seen some yet. And I don't think there will be any God. David said, once I was young, now I am old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children beg for bread. Do not be afraid to fight. You see, when he sent them to the land, he said, go, check on the land, whether they are strong or the weak. When God, I was preparing for this sermon, one of the things God told me for me, myself, me, myself, that look at this, you must know the land that you are on. You see, some lands need much prayers. Some land doesn't even need much prayer. God. Every land is different. You see, so, so one of the things I've seen in this land is we undermine prayers. We take prayers for that. But you cannot do anything of God, any work of God, anything for God without prayers. Without prayers, you cannot achieve anything. God cannot do anything through you. And when I talk prayers, I'm not saying that our Father who art in heaven. That one is part of it. That one is one. But there are warfare prayers. There are prayers that you cannot pray silently because the emotion and the the the, the the staring, you can't be silent. Bible says Jesus prayed and his sweat was like blood. Do you think if he was praying like this, will he sweat? No way. Or if he was, Never. God is good. Do you think he will sweat? No way. So imagine. Yeah. Praise the Lord Jesus. You have heard the word of God. Do you know what this word means to you? I just want you to lift up your voice and pray regarding this word now. Just pray, just pray, I'll pray for it, but now I want you to pray first. You know what has been stirred in your heart. You know what God has shown. You know what the Holy Spirit has prompted you. What you need to fight for. Whether you need to continue or return. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Regarding this word of God. About this word of God. For this word of God. In the name of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, you will get there. Your own is not to return. Your own is to continue. Your own to know how to fight it. Your own to know which to ignore and which to head on. Your own is to fight it and you get there. There is a song. And I like that song. Because it says, We are going. Heaven knows where we are going. We know we won't. You see? And he went on to say, We will get there heaven knows where we are going we know we will it may be hard say it may be hard and difficult but as long as they walk on the writer said he knows we will get there and that true that song the person who played it wasn't there he, he didn't play it as a gospel song but i see the lyrics are so true and in line with the gospel that God knows where he's taking you to. Say, I've come to take them to a land flame with milk and honey. God has seen everything on the land. He knows everything you will face. But yet he said he will take you there. He has considered that. So you believe it. You believe it. You believe it. 
and say as Esther did, if I perish, I perish, I will go. And you'll be surprised. Because no one has followed God diligently and be shamed. Because he said, all who come to God must believe that he is a rewarder. Mm. And one of the rewards is the promised land. Mm -hmm. A promised land. Mm -hmm. God bless you. Amen. May you be strengthened Amen. to fight the battles Amen. that you need to fight. Amen. May God grant you the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding, the help, the anointing to fight any battle. Amen. To have idea of any battle you are involved. And as you engage it, may you be victorious. Amen. May God save you for unnecessary battles. Amen. May you not fight battles that you do not need to fight. May you not grow weary in the name of Jesus. Amen. Someone give the Lord a clap. We believe you have been blessed by the teachings of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.